Hello and welcome to the Boxing Life podcast with me, Tony Jeffries. Today we've got on the podcast Glenn, Mr. Six Figure Holmes. Glenn, how's it going? It's going good. How's it going, everybody? Going good, going good. Yeah, on the end there, we've got Kev, co-owner, co-founder of Box and Burn. Kev, how's it going, mate? It's going well. I'm excited about this one. I think this will be a good one. This is going to be a good one. This is something that the three of us are very passionate about. And if you, if you noticed, I said six figure homes there and six figures through what he does for a living, which is personal training. So to earn that much money being a personal trainer, you've got to be a good trainer, right? Yeah, you've got to work your ass off as well. Yeah. Just to preface it. But uh, yeah, you've you got to know what you're doing, I think. So we've got experience here. Kev is a stud personal trainer, a stud businessman. And I'm alright as well. I'm alright. I know a little bit. I know a little bit. Uh, so, what does make? Let's get straight into it. Let's let's not uh, beat around the bush. Kev, what would you say makes a good trainer? Uh, well, there's a lot. Um, I'm trying to make a, like a top five list right here. I think number one, um, I don't care who you are and what you know and and you know what your goals are, but I think the number one thing I think for a trainer. Uh, or when looking for a trainer, is the, the, that trainer, that person that you're going to hire, that you're going to pay good money for t- to, to help you get your fitness and health back, has to genuinely, genuinely care about you as a person and, and who and where you want to go and who you want to become. I think that's, that's number one. If, if, you, if, you, if someone that you're working with just doesn't care, their mind is always someone, somewhere else, they're always thinking about other things, right. they're never going to be able to help you. They're, they're, I mean, sure, you can go through the motions and you might, you know, get a good workout but like at the end of the day that person's not going to know how to communicate with you they're not going to really know what it is that you that you want to achieve uh what your fitness goals are and you know they just they just don't care and if, if you have someone that that you know and we see a lot we're in la we there's so many right. trainers here you see that a lot and it's just that you know it's unfortunate i think you have to genuinely care we about do. helping that person yeah. and you would think that, that comes easy being a trainer you would think every trainer right. does that but it doesn't like this yeah. it's it's very hard to find a good trainer. In, in this city, definitely, because I think a lot of people get into personal training while they're working on other things. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of personal trainers who are trying to be actors or they're trying to get yeah. into other industries or whatever, and this is kind of their, their little bit on the side to earn some money. So that's, uh, that's pretty par for the course over here in this town is to find trainers who are like that. But I think what I was going to say is everything that we talk about in this, even though we're, we're talking about personal training and fitness... I think you can apply it to anything. Sure. If, you, if you're hiring somebody for anything, whether it's you know, fixing your fridge or whatever it is, if, if they don't care, you're not going to get quality back. So it goes right. for anything in life. I think it, the people that you hire and pay money for, for service, services, the first step on that that you're going to be looking for is somebody who cares, who's got yeah. the passion for it. Who cares? And it, like you said, it is pretty hard to find. And I think for, for me, finding a personal trainer as well as that is another thing is, You've got to get on with a person. Mm-hmm. If you don't get on with them and you and you don't like them, I mean, it's going to be hard for you to build a reputation with them. So you've yeah. got to get on with them. They've got to, they've, they've got to have maybe same similarities. I don't know if they've got yeah. to have them, but you've got to have crap with them. You've got to have banter Definitely. with them. You know, that, I think there's a skill in that too. I think most of the time you're going to attract what you are as a person. So the majority of the people that you do train, coming from a trainer's side of things. You're going to attract the kind of people that are interested in the kind of things that you're interested in, the style of training that you're interested in, that kind of thing. But you, at the same time, not everyone you train is going to be exactly the same. So you've got to kind of have yeah. those, in, those so- social skills and um, that ability to forge yeah. 
you know, personal relationships with different backgrounds, different opinions, different attitudes, yeah. and still find a way to keep those people engaged throughout the session and keep them entertained and, and focused and, and disciplined on what they're doing. It's charisma, you know, I think, I mean, that's, that's, that's with anything, that's but charisma, for, yeah. yeah, charisma, you got to have it. And, you know, with that, you got to have the emotional intelligence. I know you guys hear me talk about that and say that a lot, but you have to, you have to know how to read people and understand, you know, what, what pushes someone, what motivates someone and how do you com- communicate to that person you know, some people, some people want to kind of that militant style of training and they want to be pushed and they want to kind of be yelled at and, and told, you know, you don't have a choice, you got to get this done. But that's right. not for everybody. So that's when it comes down to having that emotional intelligence to kind of maybe step back and pull back on a little bit more of those people that, that you know, that, that can scare off. That mm-hmm. militant style is not for everybody. And you, you, ha- you as a trainer have to have flexibility and the ability to read that about your people. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's a big skill in itself. Like, yeah. I used to personally hear a Petrina on, on my back, come on, come on, dad. I hear that. I'd rather yeah. have the calm person who, t- who tells you. And yeah. It's kind of the same with leadership in business when yes. you've got employees. You know, so, someone you might have to shout at them to, to get something done. Someone else you might have to talk to them and get them to do it the other way. And I think it's the mm-hmm. same with training, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it's almost the, the, the main role of being a trainer, uh, with private training, is you, I think you're like um, a relationship builder first and then yeah. a trainer second. Yeah. I think I think if you're good at building relationships the rest will follow. No, um, I think that's, I think I agree with that because you've got to, when building a relationship you've got to have fun like I said before you've got to really enjoy coming in and I know all of my clients are trained which is not many they all love coming to train with me not because I'm the best trainer because I'm not but because they enjoy, enjoy being, your personality they enjoy the hour, spending yeah. time with us. Yeah. They're paying you for nearly an hour your time so they want to enjoy it they want to be able to yeah. talk about might be TV or, or whatever and Kev says this often about it's kind of it's kind of like a sort of therapy for some people because they come yeah. out of out of the homes out of the work and they come and they tell you about the problems and we hear that often right? yeah yeah definitely yeah, for sure. the, what Kev touched on before about learning what people want as well is um, recently I've I've uh, oh no! Someone, someone I've trained for a while, but it's the first time this has ever happened in like the last five years I've been training people. Um, she's the first client where she decides what she wants to do in the session, and it's like for the longest time I've been planning out the sessions. I'm like, oh, we're going to do this, going to do that, and she just doesn't. She she doesn't respond well to like what I have planned. It's like I don't want to do this. I don't want to do and, and put a soul car. Can we go and do squats? Can we just hit the mitts? <laughs> so I got, I got to the point where I was getting really frustrated with her not doing what I was having planned. And I'm like, but she wasn't enjoying like me planning right. it out and saying we're going to do this, we're going to do that. It's like I don't enjoy doing that. I don't want to do that. And like, so okay, I, yeah. I got to the point a few weeks ago. I was like, all right, what do you want to do today? I want to hit the mitts. I want to do some squat. All right. Just want to hit the mitts there. I'm like, so now I don't even have to bother. She comes in. What do you want to do? Yeah, she's <laughs> and you and you care about or you care about her doing well, and you can she, when she comes and asks you to do these things, you still make sure make sure she does them right and do it. Yeah, right. yeah. Like you said as well about Paul King, who's been on the podcast before. Paul King, self self made millionaire. You have chat off podcast. That was great. Yeah, yeah. That he doesn't want to come in here and stand and work on great technique of no. boxing all the time. He'd be bored and he'd and he'd leave. Definitely. So he. You do box and not work on a technique. He smashes the mitts and yeah, yeah. gets his great work out on the leaves, right? Yeah, everyone wants different things and they enjoy different things. And it comes down to understanding what's going to be best for that person, but also what they enjoy doing as well. So, kind of more, more, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Merging the two. Yeah, well, I think you, you do get that a lot. I think we're, especially in a place like LA, where most people that you see, it's not probably their first time they've worked with a personal trainer. You know, most people we see have, have had trainers in the past. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they think they know a, a fair amount about what they need to be doing, which is right. fine. You can let them believe that and you can find ways to strategically kind of use those things but also kind of throw your stuff in that you know they may not know it just yet but you know in the back of the head that they need to do a few of these things but you know whether it's kind of mixing it in strategically in a circuit or however you know you have to you have to have that flexibility and and, and strategy with those sessions where mm-hmm. you know she might come in here and tell you what she, what she wants to do but minute for minute for that session is probably not everything that, that she wants to do but you you kind of have the ability to, to be flexible and and move through that session because at the end of the day you can get in shape a thousand or a million different ways and you know as long as you're coming in here you're, you're sweating you're, you're doing some some strength and resistance training you're getting stronger you're whatever whatever it is that you're doing you're gonna be healthier at the end of the day as yeah. long as you know how to instruct proper form right, and, right. and technique you know because and that comes down to up, the knowledge side of yeah, it. yeah exactly knowledge and, and communication knowing how to um how to actually get that person to do what you want them to do how yeah, to exactly, how to yeah. sit back and learn squat or how to engage their core and get that pelvic tilt whatever it is right. you have to know how to instruct it and communicate it in a way for a variety of different people some people can get it right away but mm-hmm. others those other people you have to know how to kind of progress and regress yeah yeah things. definitely and a lot of people don't they're just like we're gonna do a plank and whether you do it right or not this is what we're doing Here's one, one thing yeah. that stuck with me from um, a seminar we were at a while ago they, they pulled up the definition of coach on right. the screen mm-hmm. and um, it was saying your job is a coach what's the definition of a coach it's taking something from point A point A to point B and that's kind of what you just said Kevin yep. it's like you're taking that person on a journey from where they are when they come in to where they are when they hit the goals or at the end of the hour or whatever it may be so yep. that, that's your job really yeah right yeah. and I mean this sounds like basic shit for what's a good trainer but punctual you know, know. We, 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 mm-hmm. we see it often where trainers will come in they'll be late for a session the clients see it before them Mm-hmm. Terrible, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Just professionalism in general. Punctuality, yeah. uh, preparation, um, communication, all of those things, are, they're so important, I think. Yeah, and like following up with people, yeah. like what, we, what we've been talking about, our trainers sure. a lot. One thing that I struggle with the most, and I'd like to see how you two both do this, being a trainer, I've, I've trained people now for like four or five years, is when the first time the client comes in, learning how hard to push them because yeah. if you push them too hard they're not going to come back mm. if you don't push them hard enough they're not going to come back mm-hmm. it's getting that right balance yeah. which is hard because some people I mean you, you both know this that you'd be training them and you're thinking you're pushing them hard and then you're looking for signs if, if they're going to crack or not and, yeah. and then, you'll, then you'll stop and then you stop and then they breathe them fine and you're like did I not put that, that for me is the hardest, hardest thing judging that fitness level right some people will demonstrate fatigue more openly than other people. So Some people have better poker faces. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. That's that's the sk- that's a tough. That's probably one of the toughest skills I think is knowing exactly where somebody's at in 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 a session. Yeah. Definitely, a, a communication. You know, for us specifically with boxing, in between rounds, when you feel that way, you're, I'm sure you're probably talking to them. How are you feeling? Are you liking yeah. this? You know, mm-hmm. you have to communicate, especially those first few sessions, to kind of really get a feel for yeah, that and, person. But the thing is, with if yeah. talking to them, they're always going to say, "Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right." Yeah. But mainly, right. I remember I trained one woman. She was uh, like overweight quite a bit. It was down the Santa Monica Bluffs, bluffs mm-hmm. before 
we opened this gym and I remember it was the first time I ever trained anyone for like $100. I was like, whoa, it's $100, it's a big pay. And I trained her and she never came back. And I was like, I wonder why she never came back. And she didn't look fit, she looked out of shape. And I heard from a friend that it was because the session wasn't hard enough. Really? And I was devastated. Mm, yeah. and I was like, wow, I didn't push her hard enough. Because I was like, I think I was giving her like minute rounds or 90 second rounds, yeah. where she trains five days a week. She's a beast. Yeah. But because her appearance didn't look like that, right. it was like, I put the, and it messed us up with her clients. So that yeah. always stuck in the back of my head now. Yeah. But yeah. I would rather train them a little bit harder than yeah. not hard enough. Definitely. Yeah. I want that reputation as a trainer that like, if you come and train with me, it's going to be a hard session. Not right. every single time, because there's a time and place to break it down and work on mobility and balance and things like that. But that comes later on down the line when you've established that relationship and, and, and you know that they need that. But I think f- from the get-go, you want to kind of set the tone that like this is going to be a hard, intense session, especially because the majority of the people that come into train in this gym are looking to do boxing. They're looking to do something high intensity. They right. want that, that high heart rate and that, that work rate, you know? Mm-hmm. Would you both say, here's another question for you, is like we're talking about the qualities of a good trainer. Is the quality of a good trainer, he's experienced? Definitely. I think th- th- a lot of the stuff we're talking about comes down to experience, like knowing when someone's tired, right. knowing when to push them, knowing when to regress, things like that. Communication. A lot of this stuff does come down to experience. Like the first first year of, of me doing it, I didn't really know how to, to do that stuff. And I kind of, cr- not cruise, but like I relied on my, my personality a lot. And then as the knowledge and the experience comes with dealing people day in, day out, and then your knowledge of, of training and fitness and, and, and whatever else that comes with it, um, that builds over time. So I definitely think experience is a huge factor, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, of course it's going to be a factor for sure. And again, with everything else, you know, whether you're an athlete or you're a lawyer or you're a dentist or you're a, whatever it is that you do, experience is a huge factor. But it's not always the most important factor, I don't think. It's... I think with that, and I've found this, I think we probably all found a little bit of this when we first started training is you kind of have to be brutally honest with people and tell them like, look, like, no, you don't go in there into the session saying like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing, but say, look, I'm new to this. I'm I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to kind of figure what works, what doesn't work. You think they should see that? It does. I think what I'm going to if end up saying. If it's the first, if it's the first session, I mean. What depends if it's a referral or if it's you know you don't. What I'm what my point is, stay away from the people that think they're superheroes and that they know it all. Because right. if if you if you're trying to train with somebody and and they think they know absolutely everything about anything, I'm telling you right now that they don't. Right. It, it, there's no. I mean, someone that's been training for 30, 40 years, I'm sure they know a lot, but they. It doesn't mean that they know it all. And at the end of the day, I, I've found and I've seen that people end up getting, you know, injured or, or uh, they never get to their goals because this trainer just, you know, they know it all. They, they won't hear what you have to say. They don't want to, they just, I don't know. There's something about that bothers me. So, like, for me as, and from who I am as my personality, like, what I'll always say to, to someone is, you know, if we're trying to work around an injury or, or some impairment, I'll say, look, I know what I'm good at and you know yeah. I may not know the most about your situation but as long as we communicate and you we keep a clear line of communication you tell me how you're feeling if something's bothering you you let me know and we'll move on from it we'll regress or whatever you know and you're brutally honest about that you just tell them like I may not know exactly how to fix this but I can either show you somebody that can I can introduce you to somebody that can or it's your job as a trainer 
to go and, and figure it out. And it yeah. doesn't necessarily mean there's a, there's, there's a time and place to go see a physical therapist or, a, you know, some, yeah. some doctor or not, but as a trainer, it's not our, we aren't physical therapists. Mm-hmm. So in a lot, I think a lot of trainers think that they are. Yeah. And that's, I think that's unfortunate because you might know a few things, but in reality, you don't have that education. You don't have that background. Yeah, you, that, you, you can blag quite a bit, but you can't yeah. blag. For yeah. For right. yeah, that, no, that honesty will build trust too. Exactly. That's it. That's that's you my know? point. I think that's that. It, again, <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to sell yourself short when you go into a session. But if you are honest with the person and tell them they ask for something that maybe you don't know the most about, don't sit there and pretend like you know. Yeah. Like if someone's telling you my back hurts, I have my lumbar issue, like. You know, my, I'm always getting back pain. Oh, okay. Well, let's go do back extensions. You know, hundreds for a set of a hundred. Like <laughs> we just strengthen that lower back. You know. Yeah. You don't. You clearly don't know what you're doing. Right. And and so, rather than trying to fake it, say, look, I don't know exactly what needs to be done. Maybe we need to stay away from this for now. I'll research it a little bit. I'll learn. I'll educate myself on it a bit, or I'll I'll connect you with somebody that can help you. Yeah. Right? So you don't, you know, just because it might mean you're losing a client because you don't know how to help them, yeah. it's not a bad thing. Again, that comes down to number one, that person has to genuinely care about totally. you. I totally agree with that and I can give a great example of that was a, cl- a client who she's coming in soon. She her, was her assistant emailed us saying, I want, I want to train her for this, we've researched you, you seem great for her. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, and it was a decent paying client. It's going to be regular. And she said, oh, she's got back problems. I was like, oh, so I sent her back. Uh, I'm not the person for her to work with. She needs to work with Kevin. Kevin's has a back surgery. He's, he's got mm-hmm. loads of knowledge about how to build muscles up and uh, build strength up and recover and all that. And they said, well, her back's getting better. She really wants to work with you. So, and because I think because I said that now, that's just their build the trust. Like this is an yeah. honest guy. Yeah. He's not training me for the money. Yeah. Uh, because he's obviously wanting to pass us on. And now we're training. A back's good and. and I've built a good relationship with her and you yeah. see that trust is there. Um, just a tip for anyone who is listening who is in personal training as well. I'd, I'd, I'd focus on trying to build contacts and, and a, almost like a mini team where you've got a physical therapist you can refer people mm-hmm. to, you've got a nutritionist that you can refer people to, um, things like that. Yeah, uh, that's Chiropractors, good. acupuncturists, etc., etc. So then when you, when you do have a client who has those problems or those issues going on, you can say, okay, well, this isn't my... Um, this is my field of expertise, so go and see this person, go and see this but person. With that, but with that, that's great. But with that one th- massive thing, you need to know that they're, they're legit. Yeah. We oh, get, definitely, we yeah. Get, we get people coming here wanting to put the, the physiotherapist cards in or put the whatever yeah, yeah. it might be, and I'm like, no. Nah. No, it's down to you to build those relationships if, and if build I, a team of people that if, you know. If I personally or none of us know that these are legit physiotherapists or yeah. legit masseuses or whatever they might be. Exactly. We're not going to promote them. So, that, so what, just an example of what I did, I, I, when I had um, Achilles tendonitis, I've had injuries from running, I saw a physical therapist down in Manhattan Beach and she works with the US women's soccer team. Yeah, so you know she's legit, right? Cured me, like unbelievable expertise, really great. I saw every, every um, person that I train, I send them down there uh, once every couple of months and, and recommend that they get go and see her for you know physical evaluations yeah. and all that kind of thing so it's just something else you can add to your toolkit so if we've got any if you've got any trainers listening to this i'll ask you first kev mm-hmm. if you've got, we've got any new trainers listening to this because we've just talked about how experience is a big thing they've got no experience they're brand new they've just passed in nasa or, or whatever what advice would you give them find a mentor 
find a mentor, so that you, someone that you can shadow, someone that you trust, somebody that has a, a great um, uh, background and, and someone that, that will care to help you, I think, progress. Because at the end of the day, again, we're in, we are, no, we're not doctors, we're not physical therapists, but we, we are in the health and fitness, you know, and keyword health is, that's what, that's what we're here for. Uh, you know, you, you have to have someone and, and be able to shadow and, and be mentored by someone that has those beliefs and, and those. How do you um, find a mentor and, and what do you mean by that? Uh, well, you have, I mean, it takes time. You don't, it, it, for me, I got super lucky when I was at Kentucky working with, uh, with Todd, Todd Four Series, the strength coach uh, for the Portland Trailblazers now. But I, it's just something about him I knew he was a smart guy. He, he understood it. And he, he wasn't, he wasn't a know-it-all. He wasn't, you know, pompous or anything, even though he could have been, he was at, you know, the biggest college uh, basketball program in the nation. But, you know, he, he took me under his wing and he wanted to help me. And, you know, it takes time, you know, you can try it out with a few people, whether, whether it's in a gym, with a, uh, a college or wherever you go, just find someone in that, in that industry and, and, you know, kind of find a way if, to see if you can kind of help and shadow them because don't go don't go into the door asking this person hey can can i follow you around for six months and, and right. see how you do things you have to be able to contribute somehow whether it's you know cleaning the machines putting the weights up or mopping the floors doing something i mean you have to find someone that that will invest their time in you and really help you get to where you want to go if, right. you, if you want um an example of that not to blow smoke up you two's ass but uh <laughs> you 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 gave me my chance and my start and um like what kev said i remember uh, um one time i was driving home after we'd done the classes at the the santa monica uh, bluffs and you you sent me a text or called me or whatever and said uh, we, we're going to be opening the gym i might have some work for you there just doing desk or whatever and uh, I was like buzzing with that because I was right. like, wow, I'm going to have a chance at a job in a gym. Just, yeah. just the opportunity just to be there. And then it came to like, oh, we want you to start helping out in classes and like taking the warm ups and doing the stretches and all that. And, and, and finding a mentor straight away for me, I was really lucky because I'd trained with you a little bit. So I'd seen how to do a boxing session. Yeah. I'd had that experience firsthand. And then Kev with his strength and conditioning backgrounds, and I was just around YouTube day in day out, and just was a sponge just and to Glenn absorb it from the start. Never got certified, right? You never done like a legit mm. like one of these certification courses. You kind of learned from just from, courses from and, us and then from and online, yeah, and, exactly. and Really researching, and just passion, and, just pa reading yeah, about it nonstop. When, you, when you're passionate, you, you do that. And I remember when it was first time because we were brand new to business. We just opened the gym, and. If we ever got private client inquiries, me or Kevin would take them straight away because I mean, we'll charge them whatever we're charging them, we needed the money. But it was like, well, me and Kevin were getting busy and we couldn't do them all. And then Glenn was like the first trainer on the roster. And I was like, yeah, someone's inquired about training. Let's give them to Glenn. Remember that? Yeah, oh, I think <laughs> I remember that day. <laughs> we were all nervous. I, I, rem I remember, I've, I've told this story a couple of times, but like the, the first, I think you gave me like two or three people to train with me. I was like really nervous. I had everything planned out, written on the, on the, <laughs> on the mirror and all that. And I think the first like three or four people that came in for for one to one sessions never came back. And never ever come back. No, the, I think the first two or three never came Bloody back. Hell. And I was like, wow, this isn't for me. This I'm not cut out for this. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Like I just didn't. I didn't get like what I'd done wrong. And I was like, like Tony's not going to refer anyone else to me anymore. He's not going to have the confidence in me. And I was just like kind of beat up about it. I was like really nervous. And then I never the, knew it was two or three, or I would have said no. I thought it was <laughs> yeah. And then and then it was, it, it was the like there was, was like a pattern developing over a couple of weeks. And I was like, wow, they haven't come back. And I'd follow up with them. I'd text them. They'd be like, oh, great session. Thanks. Yeah, I'll let you know. 
never came back. And then I think the, maybe the third or fourth one was Anna Peterson, who I still train to this day. Right. Loved it and came back and scheduled regularly. And then mm. that really built my confidence from there. Yeah. What I, would, oh, go on, Kev. Well, I was going to say, I mean, along the lines of a mentor's, if, if, you're in, if you're in the uh, fitness world and you, you are a professional, tra- you're, you're trying to be a trainer that, uh, as a profession, find, you know, and again, I don't want to say, you know, Box and Burn is the best place ever to work. But Even though it is. <laughs> it's, it, find somewhere that, find an find a, uh, establishment, find a gym, find a facility um, who will invest in you. I think, and that, you know, when Tony and I sit and we, we talked about the goals, uh, a couple of weeks ago, but you know, one of our biggest goals moving in and moving forward with Box and Burn is is making one of our biggest expenses the investment in our trainers and and yeah. and in their um, and in their their education and their what they know. And so you know, it's every few weeks now these we're getting these trainers doing other courses, uh, whether it's through Onnit or TRX or uh, you know, there's so many different organizations that do certifications now. Um, but you know, if you are a trainer and you're looking for something, make one of your biggest uh, needs for where you're a place of, of where you're going to work or employment that that place will invest in you, and they'll they'll, mm-hmm. they'll do everything they can to help you and progress you. Because if not, then you know, I think their goals are, are not your goals aren't going to be aligned right. with theirs. Which which I think is pretty hard to find. I think is, what yeah. we do is we we get an experienced trainers coming in and they're like, wow, other gyms don't do this. Right. Uh, it's not a solid point. <laughs> uh, anyway, Glenn, if you can give advice to someone that's just passed the certification, mm-hmm. what would the advice be, the brand new trainer? Just keep learning. I mean, don't get to that point like, okay, I'm certified now. I don't need to learn anymore. I'm, you know, I'm legitimate. Just... That's like the starting point. It's almost like, um, I'd say, when, when you win a world title, for example, it's like, okay, you've achieved it, but now the, the work begins to try and keep it. You know what right. I mean? So it's, I feel like, uh, yeah, you just got certified, you're starting out, just keep on with the education, keep hustling, meet as many people as you can, network like crazy, build your network. Yeah. Um, and, and if you're good and passionate about what you do and you care, you know, good things will come to you. I think location's a big thing too. I think we're, right. we're fortunate that we're in a really busy town where there's a lot of affluence and, and, and people here love fitness. They train, you know, every single day or twice a day. It's as common as, like, eating and sleeping here. So we're, we're fortunate that we're in a yeah, good location. Everyone so I think, wants to train. Yeah, I think putting yourself in a good spot where fitness is... Is a, a focal point is a, is a smart move as well. So if you can do that, I'd, do, I'd definitely do that as well. I think you you know we talk about the education part of it, but you know, in, there's so many new studies and, and philosophies and methods coming out almost mm. daily now. If you don't, if you just stop learning, you stick with that old school method uh, or your 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 methods that you know you kind of learn in the beginning, and just stick with those and don't continue to advance, then you're going to be left in the dust and it's, you yeah. know, you have to, you have to be, a, you have to adapt to the trends because, uh, one, obviously studies and, and, um, and, and the science behind it is getting stronger and stronger every, uh, you know, every, every, every few months, you know, they're doing new studies, but if you don't, if you don't stay on that cutting edge of knowledge, then again, you're going to get left in the dark and, you know, your, your clients are, are going to pick up on those things. Oh, definitely. One thing that's helped me with that is, is blogging as well. Like, um, constantly l- learning and, and, and being inspired by new methods or uh, ways of training or different approaches to training. 
you, you absorb a lot and then doing certification courses for example a couple of weeks ago I did the kettlebell certification yep. with mm-hmm. on it yeah. the, two two or three days after that i'm really inspired by it and i, I was like okay i wrote a blog yeah. about yeah. the benefits of kettlebell yeah. training so i think blogging definitely helps uh it gets get, your creative, get creative, side creative out. juices yeah. going yeah i mean the education but yes continuing to mm-hmm. you know to write a blog it takes some certain amount of research and a certain amount of uh, you know, looking into what the topic and that yeah. just gets those creative Definitely. things going. And uh, you trainers always think, how do I get clients? How do I get clients? I had Sean Bent, he's just started a new job as a personal trainer in the gym and he's texting Sean, he was going to come over here and be a trainer. Oh, okay. And he says, how, how do I get clients? How do I get clients? And I mean, there's not just a, a quick click of the fingers and no, get it clients. Takes time. It takes time to build your reputation. And yeah. And as well, promote yourself as a trainer. Social media now is massive. It's so, so big for getting getting clients in and promoting yourself. And one thing we tell all the trainers in Box and Burn is if make sure your Instagram account is very professional. If I'm looking for a personal trainer for my daughter and I go on your Instagram account, would I trust you with my daughter by looking at all your videos? Is there... Is there pictures on there or, or videos on there of you out nightclubbing or out drinking right. beer? Because if there is, and then my daughter's not going to train with you. Right. So things like, just small things like that, you, you know, people look at. Because especially, again, if I am looking for a trainer for my daughter, what, and I've got your name, let's see, Sean Bent, for example. Mm-hmm. I'm going to plug you a little video, mate. Sean Bent, and I Google, well, the first thing I want to do is Google Sean Bent. Google Sean Byrne, personal trainer, and want to see what comes up on there. So make sure your online presence is good. Yeah, you know? definitely. And the prime example of that is Glenn, because, I mean, Glenn's even done better than Kevin on, on that. Kevin's not very good at, at his social media. He's getting there, though. Mm-hmm. But, but Glenn has really built his online presence. So if you Google Glenn, Glenn's name now, he's flying in there. Myself, Only because Kev's got a bigger priority. He's got a gym to run. Oh, I know that, I know that. And he's not focused <laughs> on training as much. But... Uh, like with with me, I'm, I've got lots of stuff on there through me boxing. But where, like before even boxing burn, but the you you come with nothing and you've mm-hmm. really built up. And that's by, like we've just said, writing blogs. Yeah, making sure your social media is very uh, professional and very fitness oriented. Like Kev said, it gets the creative juices flowing. It's like I, lo- I love working on that stuff because mm-hmm. I'm not sat there creating content for somebody else who's paying me to do it. I'm right. creating, it's, it's my name, it's my face. It's yeah. like, what bigger motivation do you want to market anything other than, than yourself, you know? And on this level too, Boxing Burn Academy, we're giving social media uh, advice and self-marketing and promotion, promotional stuff as well. And one thing that I've put in there is start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Why not? It's a podcast free, unless you've got Ernie... You know, it's a bit more expensive. But no, podcasts are free to start yourself. You can get a microphone off Amazon for $30. You can upload it for, for free to iTunes. And now, if if I'm looking at two personal trainers, imagine this, and they've both got the same in, sort of Instagrams, but one's got a podcast. Mm. Why would I pick the one with the podcast? Well, she looks more professional. Looks he looks like more he's professional. Passionate. Exactly, yeah. He knows his shit. Right. Right. If he's took the time to go out and talk about what he's doing, yeah. you know that he cares about it. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's another, that's a whole different road we can go down about how to get more clients and all that. Yeah. But that, that's little things like that all, all add up. I think um, word of mouth referrals is, is huge as well. Um, yeah. if, you're, if you're killing it with one person, 
um, you know, you, you, you're putting all your efforts into that one person. They love you. They're going to tell their friend. They're going to tell their sister. They're going to tell yeah. their parents. And it builds up from there. Offer a free session. If you're starting out, mm -hmm. I would offer a free session. Try and get them in and then sell from there. you got to ask, too. If you've got people that you work with and they trust you and you've gotten them results, most people generally will, will help you and get you referrals. But don't be afraid to ask as well. Yeah. I think you ha you don't have assume to. they're going to do it. Yeah, you, you have to ask. And if, if they want to do it, they'll do it. But don't be afraid to ask. Mm -hmm. We could talk about this all day. I hope if you're a personal trainer... Uh, you got something from this and good luck and you can and you can reach us on social media uh, and we can answer more questions on there you can find us on, online well yeah. me, me, me and Glenn Kev you might struggle to find online because <laughs> no you'll, you'll, you'll like find to, us I like to live in the, uh, in the you know in the moment no 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 like I don't, I don't need the spotlight <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for listening to the Boxing Life podcast and you can follow us on Instagram at Boxing Life I do want to point out, out to Tony you're three minutes late for your session Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. This is the lady that we've just been talking about on the podcast. She's just walking. So I'm very unprofessional. I'm kidding. No, he's very professional. You're always early, actually. Hopefully everyone can pick up some little bits from that. And uh, if you're a personal trainer out there listening and you're interested in getting involved or you you know maybe in LA or whatever, moving out here, just Come see know, us. we're all available to, for, to contact us. All right. Thank you. Until next time, we'll see you later.